Hello everyone. Good morning, noon and night to you. Today is October 6, 2017. It is a Friday. Friday. Come on. This is episode 1 into the dragon. Uh we're going to talk about the beginnings of Page School of Music. Uh and I'm going to do a little interview with myself, which is going to be very strange. Uh but we're going to jump right to it. I hope you all stick with me. See you in a bit. So I guess the first thing that we should talk about actually is what the heck is Page School of Music? And I'll give you the textbook answers first and then my own personal uh, answers afterwards. So the textbook mission is to elevate all who seek musicianship toward and beyond that mark. And that the Page School of Music was founded on the conviction that musicianship can be and should be for all who seek it. Um, so that's the textbook. Those are the textbook answers for what the heck uh, Page School of Music is and what it's about. Um, but to tell you personally, um, the, the Page School of Music came about because um, I realized in going to school that you could go to school to become anything. You could go to school to become a botanist. You can go to school to become a, a, a lab tech. You could go to school to become anything that you want to be except a musician. And I realized that when I looked further at music education in America, uh, that is, because I don't, I don't know what the state of music education is in other countries, but in America, the way that it runs is you really only have between grades six and eight uh, to be taught in some type of educational system um, outside of uh, your own personal expense or your, or your own uh, personal in endeavors, right? So between the fifth and sixth grade is when uh, you're offered different band instruments or orchestra instruments, right? So you can pick up the violin or you can pick up the cello or the trumpet, right? These different types of things. Um, typically, that's when you're introduced to playing, quote, real instruments outside of a recorder. Um, then in grades seven and eight are your first times in a, a real um, ensemble scenario. Um, but then once you get to high school, grades nine through 12, um, you're expected to know how to play an instrument. You're expected to know how to read. You're expected to know the basic uh, physical properties of your instrument um, and, and and how to get a, a sound off of it, which, I mean, <laughs> even then, I, I don't know how many of you have heard high school bands and stuff like that. Outside of really good ones, you get some really, really poor ones. Uh, it's kind of sad. But anyway, um, the Page School of Music uh, came about through that realization in um, the the study of music history uh, of America and um, different educational concepts. So, long story short, what I saw was a need, a massive gap um, in music education and and uh, musical literacy. Um, and, and in all honesty as well, it, it, it came from me hearing a lot of people that I really care about um, say, 
oh, I'll never be able to do music, right? A lot of people who are in their 20s and, and above, and, and I understand why they say these things, because you can't go to school for it in order to get into a music program. You have to already know something about music. Uh, and if you go to get uh, private lessons, number one, a lot of times private lessons are indefinite. Uh, there is no end goal. There is no, there's nothing. Uh, and a lot of times, all they do is they teach you songs. They don't teach you anything about theory. They don't teach you anything about the instrument, uh, about the physics. They don't teach you anything about what it means to be a musician. They don't teach you anything about practice. Uh, none of that. So um, for me, I, I, I just, I kind of got disheartened and, and really tired of, of seeing people uh, being neglected um, and also being taken advantage of. For those who did want to seek out musicianship, I, you know, I see a lot of them being taken advantage of. Um, but anyway, so that, that's, that's what the, the Page School of Music is about. You know, that, that's kind of the, the heart of it, um, for me personally. So there's a textbook and there's the personal. Uh, after this, we're going to get into the self interview. Uh, so stick around for that. <laughs> oh, this thing ain't stopping. Tap the. All right, so I think I've got like eleven questions here. Um, I should have written my responses out, but I didn't, like a fool. Um, so this will be pretty off the cuff, um, off the top of the dome, as they say. Um, so let's get straight into it. Uh, first question is, what are you known for slash as? And what do you wish you were known for slash as? Um, what am I known for? I, I think it just depends on what, s like, what circles you ask. Um, but for the most part, dang, that's kind of hard. I, I'll just say I'm known as a guitar player. Um, Musically, of course, I'm known as a guitar player. Um, and what I wish I was known for, let's say, musically, I wish I was known for as being a trumpet player. Um, I like the trumpet way better than I like the guitar. Um, but we'll get into that later. Anyway, uh, instruments slash musical experiences. Um, yeah, so in terms of instruments, uh, the guitar is my principal instrument. Um, that's what I'm in school with right now. And then um, musical, oh, other instruments. Um, I'm learning the piano, um, getting relatively proficient with that. And then um, drums, I've played quite a bit of drums, though I wouldn't turn myself a drummer, nor would I turn myself a piano player. Um, nor would I turn myself a bass player, um, but I have had instances where I've played all those things. My musical experiences, um, I was in jazz band in high school. Uh, I was in a band uh, that me and some of my uh, good friends put together in high school. It was called Royal Funk, and I think we were together for like three years or something like that. Uh, and... I quit multiple times, as did uh, 
many of my other friends, we quick came back together, quick came back. It was, it was pretty interesting. Um, and then when I was in college out in Washington State, um, I was a part of a jazz combo. Uh, once again, some of my friends and I put together. Uh, that was pretty cool. I was also in a guitar duo uh, with a really good friend of mine and a phenomenal uh, guitar player. Uh, his name is Brandon Bellini. Um, and then, so we did a bunch of jazz duo stuff, um, playing at country clubs and, and that type of thing. And then, then what? Um, and then when I moved out here to Tennessee, um, I played in, uh, in a, in a Christian band, um, for, I think it was like a year. Um, and then I had to stop because I was, you know, getting involved in, in my own businesses and stuff like that. So I couldn't continue doing that. Uh, and then... Uh, when I went back to college, I got into jazz combo there, um, and I am continuing in jazz combo and doing that stuff. Um, I have an EP out called Dead. Um, it's on iTunes. You'll probably never find it, uh, which I kind of like. <laughs> and... um. I've got an album that'll be coming out at some point. Um, yeah, I think I think that's enough for musical. Oh, and I played in a few pit bands as well for you know plays and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Anyway, everyday life and hobbies and favorite color. I'll start with favorite color. Uh, my favorite color is yellow. My second favorite color is uh like a. A bright green I don't know how to describe what the correct term is um and hobbies I have tons of hobbies uh, I love boxing um, I love paint I love I love painting I love poetry uh, all that stuff everyday life uh, I'm a pretty boring person um, I don't really do much I say to myself I research I read a lot um, I draw sometimes I I engage in my hobbies that type of thing uh, hang out with my wife. Um, yeah. And I'll be back in three, two, one. Uh, next. So, yeah. So, that's favorite color, hobbies, everyday life. Um, that's that stuff. Um, early life and past jobs. Um, I'll start with past jobs. Um, it hasn't been very many. Um, but my most recent, um, for the past two years, uh, I worked at a chicken restaurant um, that specialized in rotisserie chicken. Um, really good chicken, really good sides, really good food. Um, I was a manager there. I worked there for two years, um, like two years and a week or something like that, or three weeks. Um, and before that, I worked at Taco Bell. Uh, I started there uh, as the job doesn't exist there anymore, but I started out as um, what they called a cleaning captain, which was essentially a janitor slash groundskeeper. Uh, so every single day, what I would do is I would go outside. This was all before open 
I would go outside um, and I would uh, clean up all the trash um, that was littered out in the grass and in the ditches. Um, and I would sweep the entire parking lot. Uh, then I would scrub uh, the concrete. I would scrub all the oil stains uh, out of the entire parking lot. Um, and also uh, out of the drive-through, um, I'll also scrub the walls um, if they had stains on them, uh, the, the exterior walls. Um, I would also uh, uh, squeegee all of the windows um, inside and out. Um, I was also responsible for putting up all of the stock um in the in the restaurant so every time they they got shipments which came in on trucks um i was always there so um they would come in at like six in the morning um so i'd be there and i'd do that um and yeah and then at some point during my time there i guess they got rid of the job i was not alerted to this i had overheard um <laughs> that's a very interesting story but anyway uh fast forwarding then i then i ended up uh uh being someone who worked on the line so you know i made food items and then after that i ended up uh getting on the cashier or getting on the cash register and becoming a cashier so i i essentially did everything there at one uh point in time or another and that was my first like job job i, I Technically had a job before then as well, uh, um, where I lived out in Washington. Um, I worked there. I worked at my um, church at the time uh, as a audio engineer. Um, so, yeah, those are my my past jobs. Uh, early life, um, I got into music when i was 16 uh my whole plan before then though was to become a civil engineer uh as i said before um i really enjoyed uh drawing that was a uh, a really big deal to me when i was younger uh and my whole life up until the point of music uh was to do something with drawing um and i i had always loved math uh, and my father was an aerospace engineer. Um, and so, you know, I figured I would go the route of civil engineering. Um, I really enjoyed that, you know, all that it entailed. So I figured that that's what I was going to do. Um, before I was 16, I didn't really, I didn't really have any interest in being a musician or doing those things i had always enjoyed music and when i was younger there was a time when i played guitar for some church thing and that was really cool i felt cool um and there's this picture of me when i was younger when i was you know super young like two or three uh, my parents got me a, a drum set and i i beat the heck out of it and i i literally destroyed that drum set um and i kind of remember it too um, but that was the extent of my musical behavior uh, before, you know, becoming a musician at 16. Next question is, uh, favorite sound? Um, that's kind of difficult. Uh, there are a lot of sounds I really enjoy. Um, but oddly enough, I like the light hum of electronics uh, and the hum of uh, 
HVAC units. Um, but also what I love is when those things are turned off and, and you notice, cause it's like you don't notice when they're on, cause they're, they're constant, but when they're off, it's a, it's a tremendously different, uh, sonic environment. It's, it, it's very strange. And maybe I only notice that because in my time in the food industry, like, you know, having those units on all the time and then having them turned off, like that's, that's something that you noticed. Um, but anyway, so maybe my favorite sound is the absence of sound. I, I don't really know. Um, favorite slash least favorite instrument. Uh, that's a very hard one because I love instruments and they all have very different qualities to me. Uh, but I say my favorite instrument is the piano. Uh, my second favorite instrument right next to that, I'd say is probably the trumpet. Um, and then the cello. Um, my least favorite instrument actually kind of has to be the guitar, which I know is, that is kind of shocking for a lot of people, but I love the instrument, but at the same time, oh, there's so many things I don't like about it. Um, but anyway, so favorite, least favorite instrument. Uh, favorite musical era. Um, I think I, I have two. Um, the Baroque era, I really enjoyed because they're really just going crazy, trying to see how much they can do with music. They're really pushing uh, the harmonic boundaries and the melodic boundaries, like they were just doing as much as they could. And I feel like in all honesty, when I look at music now, um, uh, pop music notwithstanding, uh, but when I look at all the other music that's going on, whether it be jazz, whether it be uh, just whatever, um, I feel like we're kind of in a neo-baroque period where people are just doing a whole lot of stuff with music that kind of isn't necessary, but they're just trying to see how far they can go with it. And I think that's kind of cool. But um, yeah, so the Baroque period, because they're just writing a lot. They're just writing a lot. Um, and then music from like the 70s, man. Uh, because it was all about dancing and it was all about movement and it was all about socializing. You know, it wasn't about uh, it wasn't about intellectualism. It wasn't about, you know, any of that stuff. Um, it was just moving and grooving and, you know, getting people to 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 dance, move their bodies, interact with each other. Um, and I I just I love that. Um, and the music that came out of it is wonderful and, it's, and it lasts to, to this day. Uh, I think that proves that it's good music. So those are my two favorite musical eras. Um, current musical inspirations, that's very easy, because um, I think these will be long-lasting inspirations, and these have been inspirations for, for a while. Um, inspiration number one, a band called the Terramellos. Um, I fell in love with them uh, when I was in uh, music theory and, uh, and ear training three, uh, when I lived out in Washington. Uh, a classmate of mine exposed me to them. It was in like 2012, I think. Um, and he, he showed me their album, Patagonian Rats, fell in love with them immediately. Uh, they've been inspirations for my music and, and musical thought ever since. Um, and then Christian Scott, uh, also known as, uh, Christian Scott Atunde Ajwa. Um, he's been a, a tremendous, 
uh, creative force in my life uh, since like um, 2011. Um, that's been a really big, he's been a really big inspiration to me. Uh, and his more current projects as well uh, have continually uh, opened me up. And then uh, the the newest one uh, is Tigran, Tigran Hamasian. Uh, I was exposed to him in 2015, just perusing YouTube, uh, and melodically, harmonically, rhythmically, like every 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 aspect of his music uh, is is yeah, it's just mind blowing to me. Um, and I've been studying him since then. The next question is about listening habits. How do I listen to music? Um, typically, I I get a song like songs spring into my head um, and then I they just play on repeat to be honest with you um, over and over and over and over again and I I don't get tired of them um, and so my my listening habits kind of they kind of mimic that when I get a song in my head uh, I try to find that song whether it's on YouTube or whether I have it in my iTunes or or something like that I find it and then I just listen to it over and over and over again um, until my mind is kind of done with it. And then, uh, yeah, I don't think of another song for a while and then another one comes back in or maybe it's like a whole album or something like that. And then I'll just listen through the whole album a couple of times. Um, so, yeah, that sounds slightly obsessive. Uh, <laughs> maybe it is. Uh, but that, that's kind of how I end up listening to music a lot of times and, it, and it'll be random. And a lot of times it's completely different styles of music, completely different, um, genres and stuff like that. Um, but, but that's how that happens. Um, next question is music the most important thing to me? No, absolutely not. There's a time in my life where it was, I was like 17 or 18 and all I did was care about music, uh, and I wrote a lot of music, and I thought a lot about music, and just music was philosophically the, you know, the the apex of of humanity and existence. Um, but now, I it's definitely not. It's definitely not. Uh, music is something that's very cool to me, and I do enjoy it. Um, but if I had to give it up for something else, you know, say boxing or say, you know, relationships, you know, my wife or my family, like I would definitely give it up. Uh, there's no question about that. There are many other wonderful things that I can do in life. Life is very full and it's very rich. Um, and so music to me is, it's just a part of it. It's not what makes life rich. Um, but it's one of the aspects of the richness of life. Um, so no, it's, it's nowhere near the most important thing to me. Um, and my end goal with music um, is the last question. Uh, I like music. I like playing it. Um, I love improvising. I love writing. And I love collaborating. Uh, I love being in ensembles and, and playing with very unique uh, and creative individuals. That's something that's that's very fun to me. Um, my so my end goal with music is is to share the joy of music um, 
and a big part of that is this music school allowing people to have the opportunity to become musicians like real musicians not just oh i know how to play some guitar chords but like no you are a guitarist you are uh you are a a flautist you know you you are these things you know you're not just uh, some hobbyist um unless that's what you want to be um but yeah so part of my end goal is you know this music school and, and being able to to advance um, music education the system of music education because it needs serious reform um, and uh, there's tons of music uh, that I want to create it's all completely different from each other um, which is kind of what throws a lot of people off um, because what I listen to is so diverse what I create is very very different um, from itself so um, there's that uh, I also want to be in some really cool bands um, that's in the works as well um, and one day this is the ultimate end goal is that I do nothing with music anymore that I'm doing other things in life um, and that I can just enjoy music as a spectator and yeah that's it wow that was super long uh but hopefully it was something that you guys would enjoy um so a really big thing that uh i hope to do with um with this uh is to have more interviews like a lot of interviews of a lot of different people, people who aren't musicians, what they think about music and stuff like that, and, and some people who are well-established musicians, um, and people who are music educators, and people who are music students. Um, it's just a wide array and spectrum of, of musicians at whatever level that they're at, and like I said, even non-musicians. Um, just because I, I think it's interesting, but I think it's also very, very important um, that it, it's crucial actually um, to get a, a wide range of, of opinions and a, and a wide range of, of ideas. Um, because sometimes what happens as a musician, as a human, is you see other people and you see them as, as quote, um, having everything together or, um, you know, being at a high level of excellence or whatever, uh, and you look at yourself and you look at what you do and really what you don't do and what you uh, don't do well, and you judge yourself based on these exterior concepts. Um, and I, I think it's important to to see the inner working of things. I, I think it's very it's very helpful. Um, but I, I think what it'll also promote is better social interactions within the, the musical idiom, you know, within the, the musical space. Um, because we see a lot of, frankly, stupid comparisons uh, in the musical world uh, between people um, and, you know, between what people can do and who they are and so on and so forth. Um, so, I'm hoping in the future to do 
uh, a lot of uh, interviews with people, and I've already talked with some people, and and they say they're good for it. So, um, hopefully, that will be the case come the future. Um, at any rate, I hope you all have had or are having a fantastic day. Um, I will talk to you all later. Uh, the upload schedule or the the station times. Um, would typically be Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, that's kind of what I'm going for. So I will see you all uh, Monday, or rather I will talk to you all Monday, uh, and I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Um, yeah, I have no idea how to end this. In the future, it will be a lot better and a lot more succinct. Um, but I appreciate you all for bearing with me. Um, yeah. Have a great weekend, guys. Talk to you later.